from Dana Lane. Started my timer. Okay, I want to welcome you all into my level of fear and anxiety right now. Thank you for being a part of it. Um, I do have some cliff notes. I just found out a few hours ago that I was going to speak. So bear with me. Okay. Um, my name is Betty, and I'm a grateful and thankful alcoholic. Thank you. Thank you for letting me speak. Um, I just would really like to uh, thank the newcomers. You're really important to this organization. Um, you give us hope, and hopefully we give you hope, because... Um, it's a WE program, and um, you never have to be alone. You have phone lists, and um, it's just very humbling to be in a room full of people that um, are willing to every day face our fears, face our shortcomings, and face our challenges. It's like we look at that every single morning and sometimes evenings in, in this program. And that's really admirable because most people, they don't wanna face their demons. They don't wanna look at their demons. And um, I know I didn't when I first came into this program and um, a little bit about my background. Um, my roots come from the deep south. Um, my dad is from the south and he was an only child, um, had a privileged life and uh, college educated. And then when the Korean War broke out, um, he enlisted. And if you've ever seen the movie, The Help, that was my grandma. She was um, just very Southern, um, very racist, and, um, but always perfectly quaffed. Um, so before my dad went over to Korea, he came to California where my mom, her roots are from the South of the border. And um, so my dad had literally never seen a Mexican before. And my mom and her sister had a duet with the USO. And so my dad met my mom before he left and um, they fell in love. And so my dad came back from the war and he wanted to marry my mom right away. And um, my mom said, well, let's go meet your family first. And he said, no, 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 let's get married first. <laughs> so, you know, my mom being this 
doe, wide-eyed doe. Um, and she'd been a migrant worker. Her whole family, they were field pickers. So, you know, from my mom's family, they were happy. She was marrying an American and college educated. And so she was married up. And um, so they got married. My dad then brought my mom home to his mom. And um, it was pretty bad. My grandmother was um, horrible to my mom through their whole pregnancy, through their whole marriage. And so I don't think my mom and dad really talked about their cultural differences. And um, I hope I don't offend anyone by saying this, but you know, um, Hispanics are breeders. And we just have a lot of children. <laughs> and so I don't know what my dad was thinking. He didn't know about the culture, right? So he didn't know anything about the Mexican culture. And so my mom starts cranking out babies and babies and babies and babies and babies and babies and babies, maybe seven, seven. And there were six girls and one boy. So there was a lot of hormones in that house, needless to say. And, um, but my dad was, um, he was an aerospace engineer, he had a great job. My mom didn't have to work. She, well, she did in the home, but she didn't have, she no longer had to work in fields. So, um, my dad, I think to just deal with everything that he had to deal with, he drank a great deal and um, he would take business trips. Um, and I think he was engaging in more business than the trips. But um, we always had a wet bar a huge wet bar in our home and handles with handles lined up on the, on the glass. And I used to sneak in my dad's bar and get in the refrigerator and I'd eat all the cherries and the olives and the onions and, and never even thought about, I just never even thought about drinking. It didn't cross my mind. Um, I didn't drink in high school. I didn't drink in college, smoked a lot of pot, um, did a few other little substances, but um, just didn't really think about drinking. And then um, I, got, I got married a little bit late in life. I got married at 38 and um, had my daughter when I was almost 41. And um, I had my suspicions with my husband. And um, so my dad died suddenly. And then I found out that my husband was, in fact, having an affair with a man. And um, there are no 12 steps for that, I guarantee you. And it was... Um, and then my beloved cat died 
And it was just like a perfect storm. I was this freeze dried alcoholic and I didn't even know it. And I was in my late forties, like 48. And um, gosh, we were in Florida at the time. That's where my ex is from. And um, I just, I went from zero to a hundred. And um, I can assure you that vodka goes with everything, including morning smoothie. So I would make breakfast in a smoothie for my daughter and I pour hers out and then pour vodka in the blender. And I just couldn't get through the morning. Um, I just became an instant alcoholic. It was just baffling to me how fast I just became an alcoholic. A really, it was a very dark time and I was a really isolated drinker. I would just stay home. I never went to bars. Um, I found out the hard way that in Florida, you can't buy booze until noon on Sundays. And you can't just walk into their, their state run um, liquor stores. So you can't just go into like a CVS or even an Albertsons or a Ralph's to buy hard liquor. You can buy wine, beer, um, and so I always had to make sure that I had enough alcohol in my home to last me, especially until after 12 on Sundays. And um, one morning my daughter and I woke up and she uh, was probably about, um, I'm going to say about, Eight. And she she just had this look that she'd never had before. And, and she said, Mommy, you scared me last night. And I didn't know what I had done. But I had done something that was probably a little on the crazy side. And it scared her. And so I called a friend, asked her to watch my daughter when I went into rehab. And um, so I was sober for a few years, came back to California. And uh, my husband and I were out having dinner one night with some friends and everyone was ordering drinks. And I just kind of said, it's good. I want a drink. And... Um, so that lasted for a couple of years. And um, I just was fortunate enough very early on in my sobriety when I started going to meetings that I met um, my sponsor who is speaking tonight. And you will see why I am so thankful for this program and she's taught me how much joy that you can actually have in sobriety. You can actually, I, I'm joyful. I'm so happy. I remember, I remember yesterday and I'll remember today. 
and it's a good day because um, we haven't drank. So um, I just uh, hope the newcomers keep coming. And I hope if you get to a point where you're feeling that urge that um, you just grab that phone, grab someone that you can really trust because, um, you know, alcohol is, it's liquid poison. It just deteriorates our bodies. And just, you know, when we, when we think about it on a medical aspect, what it does to our bodies, um, it's poison. And I feel really, really thankful that um, I have an amazing sponsor. I go to meetings, I have an amazing husband. And um, I really have a life that I could never have dreamed of. I got remarried to someone that I had known for quite some time. And we have three beautiful daughters together. And um, I just feel really thankful every day. I have my little prayer time in the morning with my dog snoring on the side of the bed. And um, so I just, first of all, I'm wondering if my 10 minutes are... <laughs> Yeah. Yes. yes. Thank you. Okay. So I just wanted to read a couple of things that I wrote down. So this is my story. And um, I just want to end it with joy that I am really, really, really genuinely joyful every single day. And um, couple things I wanted to write down and read to you. Um, never be a prisoner of your past. It was a lesson, not a life sentence. Our life consists of two dates and a dash. Make the most of the dash. Thank you.